0: welcome to the kill rock podcast this is episode 23 featuring wasim bazi of the band good luck varsity but before we get to good luck varsity i just want to let you guys know today's episode of the kill rock podcast is brought to you by audible.com get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That is www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock.
1: Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today we have Wasim Fazzi from Good Luck Varsity. And this is their song, Lakes. North Carolina has been kicking in my teeth, and we're finding.
2: I never noticed this until now, but you sound like an announcer. It's so strange.
0: I actually appreciate that because I could not agree with you any less. <laughs> you have a good voice, too.
2: Well, maybe. You know I don't know.
0: I think I should just screw the whole uh, uh, testing levels thing. I just think we should just get started. Sure. Welcome everyone to the 23rd episode of the Kill Rock Podcast. I cannot believe we have gone 23 episodes, but we're here. Uh, Thank you guys for downloading and listening to um, Dan Bishop from the band Bandit. Today we have Wasim Bazi, drummer of the band Good Luck Varsity. We're going to get to the... I don't know if Wasim could say anything, but either we're going to find out if it's former drummer of Good Luck Varsity... Or
2: I guess we'll have to uh we'll have to get to that I guess
0: all right well we're going to get to that in just a minute, but first, I want to let you guys know for you, the listeners of the Kill Rock podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free thirty day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their services. so all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com backslash killrock. Every free trial kicks back a couple, some cash back to the podcast, helps support the Kill Rock podcast and, so we could do bigger things. So we don't have to talk to Good Luck Varsity or American Arson every month. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said, help support the Kill Rock podcast so we don't have to talk to American Arson or Good Luck Varsity every month. It is true. So Wasim... We have some news going on. Uh, It kind of came out of nowhere, um, at least for myself. You guys released a brand new track, and Evan was on the show. He talked about how there is an album. It's already recorded. You guys just needed to work out whatever issues you had. Tell us about the song Come What May, and why did you guys release it now?
2: Well, Come What May, um, let's see. There was no rhyme or reason to why we released that one besides that's what we thought sounded the best um, as far as quality kind of goes and what kind of was the most relevant at the time. Um, We did record the full length uh, last February, possibly March, but I'm pretty sure it was February. Um, And we were just sitting on it for a long time waiting for the perfect time to uh, release it. And then last October, um, Evan had left the band. And uh we played our last show in December and just kind of fell off there and never did anything. And um I don't know. Uh I don't know what sparked it. I don't know what sparked like the conversations between us. Um the the, the game plan the whole time was to uh re record um the songs. Um since Evan uh left the band to uh to put other um to put have Ryan and Cody sing uh Well, what used to be, excuse me, what used to be his parts. Right. Um, But I don't know. Uh, From my (laughs) perspective, uh, I texted uh, Evan probably, I mean, this is almost exactly a year after his final tour with us. Right. And asked him for the title to the trailer. I know this is like weird information here, but I asked him for the title to the trailer because we literally haven't done anything with any of our gear yet. And the next text message I get is, like, this text from Evan to the rest of the guys in the band saying, like, let's talk about, like, what's happening with these songs and let's talk about our friendship and, and stuff like this. And I don't know. Honestly, I, I I just feel like it was just it was time right for us to m- move on from the feelings that we've had before and do something with these songs that we put so much effort into so then <clears throat> we uh ryan and cody and i talked about it about like how we felt about it And then we came back to evan and we're like all right well let's well let's release these songs together um which evan had kind of uh asked us how we felt about that anyway and uh, we came back to him and we're like Let's do it. Let's let's release these songs, how they were recorded. We don't need to re-record over his parts. Right. You know, um, we would like them to sound a little better. Oh, I'm sorry. Um,
0: oh, that was you. <laughs> yeah, no sorry. No problem.
2: We'd like them to sound a little bit better, so maybe get them touched up or mixed or anything, uh, remixed or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how this release kind of came about. and It's so strange because it literally came out of nowhere, even for us. We weren't like – you know what, let's let's wait a little bit and we'll release some songs or whatever. It was just kind of out of the blue. Evan texted us. We had a conversation about it and all the quote-unquote plans for what we were going to do went out the window. And then the very next day, Cody was like, we should release a song. Right. And everybody talked about it and it just happened to become what may. And, and then that's how we are where we are. I know it's a little confusing. It's a little weird, but the whole situation, you know, has just been confusing and weird and (laughs) mix of emotions. And it's honestly, it's like a, it's like a teen drama on MTV or something like that. It's just,
0: well, good luck varsity was named after a teen drama. So
2: that is, that is true. (laughs) That is true. So I guess we're living up to our name then.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, the whole situation just sounded like a whole bunch of drama, a whole bunch of hurt feelings. Cause I remember talking to you after I told you that I had Evan on the show and you weren't too happy about that. Um, but now it seems like there's a little bit more, uh, closure, a little more forgiveness going on between the four of you guys.
2: I think, I think the, the, the bottom line is that we were just burned out. Like, I don't know if the other guys would agree and I'm trying really hard not to like speak on their behalf, but I think that we were just burned out. We were on the road for a long time. There was, you know, hardly any time in between. I'm talking... We took two months off to record a record, but besides that, we were home for like two weeks at a time, right. maybe even less, and it wasn't easy, you know, it's not like we're going to these places and have hotels or sleeping in tour buses or or getting fed every single day, like, we went out there and, like, the songs that we, that, that the lyrics that Evan wrote about, like, all the struggles and stuff, that stuff rings true, you know, it's right. not, it wasn't, we weren't rock stars, it wasn't the the rock star life, so... Especially for me, it started to become like really, really tough to be doing these things, especially with with uh, with other people who are going through that same kind of struggle. And I think naturally you're going to get at each other's throats, and naturally you're going to get sick of each other. And we just really didn't give ourselves any space to breathe, and I, I think it was inevitable to get to that point. So,
0: well, I, I remember one thing Evan said because uh, you guys. From what I remember, you guys weren't necessarily touring full-time, but you were touring a lot. Like, it could have been considered full-time because you guys were doing, like, months at a time. But, uh, you know, from what, he's, like, from what he said, I'm not going to go by what anyone else said. It was, like, one of those situations where you guys were together for so long, like, in the same capacity that either two situations, either you guys could build each other up or you guys were kind of going to break away and it kind of seemed like it was the latter.
2: Yeah, um, I guess so. Uh, I just think that it, it it was a lot of a lot of uh, a lot that just kind of came out at once. Maybe like
1: right.
2: I'm trying to. I I don't even know. I don't even have my finger on why Good Luck Varsity broke up, or or why this happened, or even why I feel the way I feel about it, or or why Evan or Cody or Ryan feels the way they feel about it, because. It is like we said earlier, uh, it's it's just like a teen drama. It's just so right. many emotions and so many uh just that kind of crap that gets in the way. And like I said, it all came out at once. So whenever whenever anybody asks me <laughs> why did Good Look Varsity break up or or how did it go down, I look at them like I would not even be able to tell you. I wouldn't even know where to start. I would not right. even be able to, to lay it all out for you. You know, it is just to sum it up in a sentence too many emotions came out at one time and it did not come, it did not end up well. Like, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's about like all I really can say about the breakup right. because it is so thick, but looking forward, um, we haven't done anything since December. We played one show without Evan And it was a fun show, everything was good, Um, but then we kind of started talking about what to do next, and like I said, I I believe that we were all burned out because it turned into no one texting each other Mm -hmm. as far as like business. Uh, It was really hard to get everybody on board with practice, or it was really hard to make any decisions, like when do we want to release the album, are we going to go back this week, next week, uh, to the studio when we record the parts? Like, what shows should we play? Like, no decisions were being made. Right. And I think that just came from, like, all right, well, we're burned out. We don't want to get back on this horse and do do all this work because it's been so exhausting up until this point. So that's how it fizzled out. It, you know, we didn't get together and be like, we're breaking up or, or um, this isn't for us anymore. It just fizzled out in that, like, slow sloping sort of way where one thing led to another led to another led to another and then next thing you know Cody's texting us saying do we even care about this anymore do we want to just split up you know whatever we made from it and just call it even and uh we kind of me and Ryan kind of texted back and we're like it doesn't seem like any of us are making uh any kind of effort for it. So maybe that's just like where this is headed. Right. And uh, that's, that's the story right there of how it, how it happened.
0: So it was, it was like an unofficial of, sorry, it was an unofficial official breakup.
2: Right. Well, that's what, that's what uh, we kind of came to the decision of is not to like release information about it or like post something about it on the internet about like good luck Varsity's breaking up because we, we, we still do to this day shoot around ideas of, Oh, we should play this festival, or we should play this like this Christmas show or we should play this like you know whatever this i this this show here or something like we still want to like have fun with it. We still love the songs and love the fans that we made and the friends that we made through this, but as far as chasing it, as far as getting back in the van and trying to make something of it, I don't think that you'll you can count on that, you know what I'm saying,
0: right. Was this decision made before, uh, Ryan started playing with state champs?
2: Uh, you know, I don't know when he started talking to state <laughs> champs, but I know Ryan is a, is a noble guy. He, uh, right. I don't think he would have like, I don't want to say ch- like ch- pick them over us. Right. Uh, even though I would, I, I would have told him to, but <laughs> I uh, think I would have done the same. I think, I think it was perfect timing for him, honestly. Right. Um, he knew he knew for a little while before he was going to do it, um, but I don't know how long. But I think I, I mean, come on, let's take let's reflect on that. That's freaking awesome that he allowed. To, that he uh, is able to do that. Exactly. And that it came at such an opportune time for him. I'm really happy, happy and jealous and pissed, but also <laughs> also happy. <laughs> so, yeah, you're
0: probably the more moody creature in the band. Would you agree with that, or would you maybe throw moody? someone else under moody? the bus?
2: Moody, yes. Define moody, though. Ugh.
0: You were bitter. You are borderline either the happiest person in the world or the maddest person in the world.
2: I think people just think I am mad all the time. I think people it's the beard. Uh, maybe this is this is a little new, but yeah. I've heard you know half my friends say that I'm very intimidating, and half my friends say that I'm this cute little teddy bear. So. Well,
0: you are like, a I guess sh- it depends. You are a short little buff guy. So <laughs> I think I would be scared of you. And I'm like six three two thirty, So, I mean,
2: <laughs> well, I've never been in a fight before. So I guess like you had the upper hand. I, re- I never been in a fight.
0: I remember that was one thing when we were in Detroit. That was no, maybe it was when we met at the extreme tour thing. Uh, that was one thing you said repeatedly. All you want to do is get into a
2: fist fight. I want to get my first fist fight and I'm looking for someone to do it with, but you're still looking. That was like four years ago. The (laughs) thing is, the thing is, is I want to win. So it has to be the right person.
0: (laughs) And who's going to pick on you? You look like a little brute, tough guy. Take you on. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I'm just waiting for somebody to just step on my new Jordans or something. I don't know, man.
0: (laughs) Oh man. So with this new recording, you guys released, uh, foundations, uh, which we've talked about this before, uh, One, Uh probably one side of the fence would consider it your actual full-length album, but you actually consider it a collection of the EPs that you guys released, which is a little more accurate because it is. What makes this new album different from Foundations, whether it's writing, whether it's sound, what is it?
2: Okay, well, I'd say the number one thing is that we wrote this new album in a circle. Everybody was... There from the start to the end. Right. Like a lot of um I don't even know the names of the albums, but they're right here. A lot of The Road, the Rail, the Wreckage, and Liars and Thieves was kind of Evan kind of coming to us with like a, a shell or some kind of idea that he kind of like made on a laptop or something, and then we would expound on it. Uh Thrones was was written in a circle, but a lot of it was pre-written and you know that same kind of format but a little bit more in depth uh this is the first time that we set up in in a basement and uh started from scratch every single song and and worked at it until it came to fruition so uh that's the main difference between this um and all the other songs as far as foundation goes or foundations or foundation or i don't even know what what it was, but... 2007,
0: 2013.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was just a... Uh, that was literally a collection of just the, the best songs off of our EP. Um, because the the ending product of Good Luck Varsity was nowhere close to the begin Like, what was at first. So, like, the first EP and the last EP right. are almost two completely different bands, two completely different genres. And we didn't want people to go get their first impression of Good Luck Varsity and listen to, like what the first album might have been or whatever. Right. So we kind of just took everything off the internet and provided, you know, a good starting point for people to get into our band. So that's how foundations came about.
0: Now, how many tracks are going to be on this album? And are you able to
2: release
0: a name?
2: Well, I don't know if I should do this and I don't know if like Evan or Cody or Ryan's going to listen to this. Um, you should totally text them what right they now. think <laughs> and try to make a decision. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know as far as a name um we have 10 songs that are recorded. I know originally we weren't going to release all 10, but since we are not planning on doing anything else, uh it's almost like why not. Right. Um we thought maybe like releasing them as B-sides or something, but now it's just all kind of up in the air. As far as a title goes, I'm just going to have to let you hold off and wait until we uh, decide on one or... I hate your guts. Or, or whatever, so... By the way, thank you
0: for letting me know that nobody listens to the show.
2: Oh, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I just meant, like, they're, they're pretty busy guys, so... Yeah, yeah, I hear you. This is
0: going to be, like, too long of an interview anyway. <laughs> I'm Do
2: sure w- they don't even read half my texts, so <laughs> I don't know if they'd listen to a 20-minute interview, so...
0: Let's, uh, let's take a break right here. We're going to go to another song. The first track of this episode, we didn't talk about it in the beginning, and I apologize, but it was Lakes from uh, Good Luck Varsity's Foundations. This next song is also by Good Luck Varsity because everything today is by Good Luck Varsity. It is Come What May on the non-titled album that Wasim is bogarting from the Kill Rock podcast.
2: Apologies. (laughs)
0: Welcome back to the Kill Rock Podcast. That was Come What May by Good Luck Varsity. And like I said earlier, I have Wasim Bazi on the show. But Hello. Hello. He's there. He's right there. See? Hi, I'm right here. He's like the second guest we've had that had an actual microphone.
2: Yep. Got it just for this.
0: You got it just for this. He bought it. <laughs> I watched him. Like 3,000 miles away, I watched him get it.
2: Also, $3,000 tube microphone just so that. Uh, for this podcast. Just so. for
0: this podcast. He's going to bring it back, uh, what, after, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's like 100 bucks.
0: No, I got you. I'm using a – what am I using? I'm using a Focusrite. So, I mean – Right on. Yeah, man. Um, before we get back into the interview, I just want to beat you over the head one more time. Audible.com back – sorry, back that up. AudibleTrial.com backslash Killrock. Go there. Get your free trial. Get your free audio book. And help the Kill Rock podcast make some money in the process, be able to do more things, make merch, make t-shirts, do giveaways, go out farther than Los Angeles to do interviews. Help us out. AudibleTrial.com backslash Kill Rock. Back to Wesley Bazi. He is looking down. I ho- I'm hoping he's texting Cody, Ryan, and Evan right now, <laughs> trying to get that name for the... New album that Good Luck Varsity will be releasing. So Ah,
2: maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I know it. You don't know. Maybe I know it. I'm just not going to say it.
0: I think you know it. I just, I think you're literally bogarting this name and you're dragging the Kill Rock reputation in the mud in the process.
2: So sorry about that. I mean,
0: uh, this is the most worthless. How about you name
2: it? How about you give, give me two names and I'll pick, I'll pick one.
0: Breakup and Makeup. That's a good pop punk album name.
2: That's yeah. I feel like if your name was like. <laughs> Sidelines or exactly. like if Alex Ghostman on third or like <laughs>
0: if Alex Gaskarth is listening, that could be a total new uh, all time low album. Possibly. <laughs> um, how about Haagen-Dazs?
2: I love some ice cream right now. Honestly, it's just good, reminded right? me of it.
0: By the way, you're out in uh I think this is the first time I haven't said where my guest is from. And I think maybe because everyone knows it, because I talk about you quite a bit. Um, you personally, not good like Varsity. Um, you guys are out in Detroit. Yep. Kind of.
2: Just outside. Garden yeah, City, Michigan. I live there in Garden City, halfway between Detroit and Ann Arbor. So, come stalk me and kill me.
0: <laughs> now... I uh, I actually had uh, – I know you heard it, but I had Dan Bishop, which is a mutual friend of ours.
2: He uh, was in Good Look Varsity. I think he – I don't know if it was original lineup or not because there's been so many people, but he was in the band uh, far before I was.
0: Yeah, and uh, he was also probably the demise of the first generation of the band, but we won't get into that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to get Evan or him back on the show, but <laughs> – I'm, I'm pretty busy uh, if we're going to talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about that anyway. I heard too much. Um, he was actually down in Southern California. He stayed at my house for the whole weekend.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, that, he gets everywhere, man. Like I know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway.
0: Anyways, go check out his band, Bandit. Um, Wasim, let's talk about uh, my trip out there for one weekend after I've only met <laughs> you once.
2: We met uh in Nash in Nashville met in Nashville yeah We had uh to do this orientation in order to get onto this Christian tour that we were trying to get on and, and they have everybody meet in Nashville so that you can go uh witness some uh witness I don't know if that's the right thing but um yeah. what was it what even was it because it, it was, was hard to pay attention
0: It was like a conference like a Christian yeah. music conference for like super independent bands but is also for the bands that are either accepted on this tour or the bands that wanted to get on this tour and i was in the band that wanted to get on the tour but uh they said no because we were apparently too prog yeah and if you heard the pros not know if you listen to the pros <laughs> you know there's no Prague.
2: <laughs> i don't know who uh who was picking the bands or whatnot but unfortunately you guys didn't uh Make it on either leg. I don't, were you guys trying to get on the East Coast or the West Coast? Did it matter to you? I don't know. Uh,
0: it didn't matter. I think we were at least trying to get the West Coast because that was
2: closer to us, but I don't right. think
0: we minded going on the full trip.
2: Yeah, well, <clears throat> we ended up uh, getting the West Coast leg. And a few months after, when the tour started, we drove out to Angel Camp. Is that the Angel Camp? Apple, Apple Valley? Apple
0: Valley. I don't know what the camp was called, but it was Apple Valley.
2: No, I think Angel Camp is Northern California. I get them mixed up. Apple Valley, California. Yeah, that's It's a 36-hour like, drive. Right. And Two was this me. before... Was this before... I think this was before Jordan's wedding. It was before I think Jordan,
0: Jordan's wedding. He, it was actually... He, I never met Evan and uh, your other guitar player, Jen, at the time. That's actually the first time I met them. Um, yeah. And that was crazy because we bought you an In-N-Out burger. It got cold and you hated it. And then you got really pissed off.
2: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't that mad, but... I yeah. did I, okay. I'm gonna. You're being you're being polite for the audience. I got something to say about In and Out. Shut up. It does not live up to the hype. You heard it here first you on Kill Knock Rock Podcast. In and Out does not live up to the hype. You know what it Dan, is very decent. Dan would get the burger. He loved the burger,
0: but he blasphemed the fries. And I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" But anyways, uh, so you guys I mean, did, you guys did that, and I, we we met up with you guys out in Apple Valley, and that was a fun time
2: yeah it it was it was it was okay uh it was a very very difficult day um like i said we drove thirty six hours and the tour was not at all what we thought it was gonna be right and, but it ended up being the biggest spiritual kick in the ass that I've ever had in my entire life really so yep it woke me up uh i would say that tour pretty much made me take my my christian faith seriously mm-hmm. um but it did not it wasn't like Singing "Kumbaya" around a fire <laughs> and, and like patting each other on the back, it was like I said, a kick in the ass. And we all looked at each other like, "Do we go home or do we stay?" And then we ended up being on the tour for the you know the two years after that too. And That's and right. I loved it. So
0: and that, and then after that, you guys pushed yourselves to be able, being able to tour like at least East Coast and Midwest cities.
2: Yeah, uh, we did two summers on the west coast one summer on the east coast and then we started doing our own independent tours right
0: so that's what i meant yep after those last <clears throat> tours um now where do you see yourself you mean that was what that had to have been like four years ago or four or yeah five that years was ago.
2: that was a long time i want to say 2009
0: yeah that, so that's like five years ago how do you see your life as a musician as a person from that point of time till what you are now. I'm sorry to get all Dr. Phil on you, but...
2: That's alright, you just gotta do it in a Dr. Phil accent.
0: I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, all of us in California sound like Keanu Reeves, so I can't do anything.
2: Very true. Very true. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, you grow as a person, you grow as a musician, and right. I think a lot of people kind of overlook that, and when your favorite band breaks up When, you know, Blink182 breaks up or Fallout Boy, people ask, why would they ever break up? They have everything that they ever want. Well, you grow up as a person and as a musician, you want different things. People start playing different music. People start having, you know, different preferences and different tastes in music. And you start to understand more the. Not so much the – I don't know how to explain it. Like when you when you see like a new musician go out and play like a show and he writes the songs, they're so much different than they are 10 years um, down the road because they understand the instrument that they're playing more. Right. And it's not so much about what can you do on the instrument or how can you do it, but like more so – Do you know what I'm saying? I I, like, I totally I'm agree. I'm trying to you know, I totally beat her agree like the bush, but
0: well, I agree because um a band that you enjoy but I never really enjoyed was The Wonder Years. Am I right? Okay. Well, yeah. they're they've been a band for 10 years. Their first few albums I'm like this is like this is ridiculous. This I don't like this at all. But then they came out with The Greatest Generation and to me that's far more mature than anything they've ever written. Lyrically, it's beyond control how great the lyrics are. And the music is just, you know, for me, it it just feels a lot better. And it's like one of those things where you're a musician, you're a guitar player, you're a drummer, and over time you're gonna mature. You're gonna want to play different chords. You're not just gonna want to play power chords. Drummers exactly yeah, and drummers you're gonna want add wanna add different beats than just the normal like four to the floor, like pop, 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 pop kind of uh beat. Um it's, it's a growing experience, and I think as musicians, it's one of those things where, uh, I, for me, like, my life kind of developed with my musical taste. Like, you know, I'm a biggest fan of Thrice, and to me, like, with them, I grew up with them. Like, they started out with, like, as immature musicians, even though they played, like, you know, beasts, but they matured and they learned how to write a song. And it's like you learn how to write a song. As a person, you learn how to live your life.
2: Yeah, uh, I think that's basically w- w- what I was trying to say. Um, it's it's like understanding, as, a, as an individual musician in a band, understanding your role in the band as far as... <clears throat> and I think this goes hand-in-hand hand with what you were saying in respects that people in these bands... Um, Understand their role in the band, so it clicks together better. And and right. what I mean by that, and I know it's a little jumbled up, but like, uh, if you have a bass player who's playing for, um, Queen, <laughs> okay. versus a, a bass player who's playing for a band like um, Streetlight Manifesto, you, are, you I think you're familiar with them. We had a little,
0: we did, we had a little debate about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, but my point is, is maybe you're if you, more you switch. So if you switch to bass players and you have Queen, and you're listening to another one bites the dust, and the bass player is ripping this walking bass line, right? He clearly does not understand his role in the band, right? Vice versa, you have this band who's writing these intricate, complicated musical parts, and this bass player is playing root notes, right? It's a little, you know, and and I'm not I'm not saying one's better than the other because the reality is is you know, you know my favorite band ever is Against Me those dudes are not the most talented musicians. They're just creative and they understand their role. Right. And I think as you uh, progress, and this is like where it all ties together, as you progress as a musician, you understand that so that when you do play for, you know, <clears throat> a worship band at church, you're not <laughs> ripping through with these solos. Exactly. When you're playing with, you know, whoever it is. So right. I, I think, I think that's how, how it works, but I, that's I, my I, personal opinion.
0: I totally agree with you. You know, uh, I remember I was at a worship, I was at a church and the drummer for the worship team was like kicking on the double pedal, like super heavy. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't sound, work. It doesn't, uh, it sounded fine, but just for a second, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't copacetic with the rest of the band. Yeah. His hands were good though.
2: <clears throat> so I think as you progress as a musician that, that comes into play and, uh, that affects everything. Your songwriting, your your personal parts in the in the band and once the band kind of clicks that i think that's when the the band actually finds its sound because i don't know if you notice this but a lot of bands start out and and are a band for a long time before they find their sound before they click and and mature and progress so like
0: and i I don't even i think that was totally the case with good luck varsity
2: Yeah, exactly. Because at first
0: I was like, okay, these guys are good. But then I kept hearing like new songs, new songs. I'm like, it all sounds the same. Like it's nothing new to me. But then when you guys came out with, um, I believe it was Mountains. That was the first one after Liars and Thieves. Or uh, what you call it?
2: That that was
0: the first one after, yeah, Liars and Thieves. Thrones. 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 When you guys released Thrones, I think that was the first time I was like, and that that was the EP with Lakes on it, right? Yep. And that was the first time I'm like, these guys have it now. Like Evan's not singing the same melody. They're not doing the same guitar parts. They're not putting the same, uh, uh, uh what's called, uh, effects or, uh, keys on it. Like mm-hmm. everything's different now. <clears throat> and they they have that flavor that they had, but now they're expanding to something that's even better and more broad. So they could go farther.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of bands do that too, and I think the bands that overlook that, who uh, who don't give it time, I think those are the ones that kind of fall off. And uh, I tell bands this all the time: like <clears throat> if like if you want to be a good band, I think the number one thing is to know when you suck. And <laughs> yes. a lot of bands and and a lot of bands will write a song, and because they wrote this song, it's good. Right. Because they wrote this song, it, it has to be released. And and I think that's what Good Luck varsity had going for us is w- when it came down to brass tacks, yeah, we were brothers, we were friends, but we were also a bunch of assholes to each other. Exactly. So when we're sitting in a circle and somebody writes a part, nah, I don't like it. Right. Let's move on. And that sucks, but it filters out all the crap. And then next thing you know, you have a record that you're proud of where every single second of every single song is how you want it to be because you're being. Cr- critical of your own thing.
0: I totally agree with that. We had, um, when the Proja did our little reunion episode a few episodes back, um, that was one thing that Josh said. And we had the same thing as Good Luck Varsity. We were, uh, I mean, we weren't touring, but we were getting to the point where we're ready to record an album. We had record labels talking to us, but uh, writing wise, we just didn't like what each other was writing. And we weren't able to really give, good constructive criticism, and when we did, uh, people got way too butthurt, but one thing that Josh said, a guitar player, he said, uh, you have to be a fan of your own music, that's the only way you have the ability to succeed, because if you're a fan of your music, and you tell people that your music is good, and not in a cocky way, not an arrogant way, but if you do it in a way that you just have confidence, people are going to want to listen to your jams.
2: Well, I would I would even say if you don't like your own music, if you're not a fan of it and this is not something you would listen to then what the hell are you doing? Exactly. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. Why like, are you going to live your life playing crappy music that you don't even like? Exactly. Wow. It, Real talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, it's okay. But I don't know, uh You know, some people think it's even pretentious to listen to your own band, or or to to you know, if you see somebody wearing their own band's T-shirt, sometimes you're a little (laughs) bit like, "What are you doing?" But at the same time, like, if you didn't like it,
0: why would you make it?
2: Why would you make it? Yeah. Why would you be doing what you're doing? Like, I I okay. Well, well, we're getting into a a little bit different conversation here, but you do have these bands who chase fame and chase you know the a thing. So I guess what we're trying who we're talking about is the people who love music and want to make a career out of it but maybe not really digging the things that they're that they're digging so.
0: I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. The <coughs> musicians that want to be musicians and uh when we we're talking when I was talking with Hayes today one thing Mike Murphy said that really benefited the band was the slow build that they had. And I think slow building up your band and having the patience um, before you are ready to jump the gun and sign that major record deal, I think if you're going for that slow burn, slow build, you know, you have you, you might be able to have something. Patience is always a virtue. I like this. Absolutely, I love this episode. I don't think I've ever said that I loved an episode before while talking to the actual person I'm interviewing.
2: So then, why do you do what you do then? If you don't love it,
0: no, I love. I'm kidding. What I'm, doing. I'm kidding. I'm I, kidding. And you know what that's one thing from being a musician uh this was probably the easiest transition because I love talking to musicians, and I love talking about music,
2: yeah, depends what <laughs> musician for me, but
0: well, I have yeah. talked to the band Shrapnel. I don't know if you've heard it of- go Never check heard it. of them go check sound out Sound great
2: though,
0: oh God, you'll love it um let's let's kind of round this out to the finish line. If you have any advice, we were given advice before, but you guys were a touring band. Uh What advice do you would you give a band that feels like they're ready to do those little independent circuits circuits um, and you know basically get ready to release an album and put themselves out there more?
2: First things first, you have to know where your heart is on the matter. You have to know if not if you have to know what your goals are in being in a band. Okay. And the, this, I mean, I would say this is for being successful in anything. Um, you have to know what your successes are to be successful, right? So if you're in a band, and it's very important to be honest with yourself. If you're in a band to be popular, to be famous, be in a band to be popular and be famous, but don't cover it up with something else because you think it's more honorable or something like that. But then once you're honest with yourself, you can chase that dream in the correct way. I don't know if I back you up if you're just trying to be famous and and make money, but that's the example that I just I just gave the the more uh, I guess honorable example for me, uh respectable example would be if you uh if you really really want to play music for a living, if you really want to play for as many people as you can to share a message. And all that lovey-dovey stuff, you need to make that your goal and understand that a big tour bus, a place to sleep, a plate of food, all these things may have to be sacrificed for that kind of thing. So when you go on tour, be humble, be excited that you're doing what you love, and focus on that because everything else is going to get to you. In, in the worst way possible, I'm telling you. Especially, and I, I'm a firm believer that if you are where you're supposed to be in life, things are going to go horribly wrong. And we saw that. It's hard to get through. Um, and yeah, if you want to be successful, if you want to move on to that next level, you have to plan out your goals. And, and, uh, and do what it takes to get to those goals. But be honest with yourself. I am I'm, I'm rambling now. I don't no, know. No, no,
0: it's I <laughs> um, I totally agree with you.
2: That's that's the number one thing. I mean, the know when you suck thing is a pretty good one for writing music. Um, you don't have to be too hard on yourself. Like I know some people are never happy with the songs that they write no matter what they do, but you have to know, you know, listen to it uh, unbiasedly, not because you wrote the song. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, th- that's probably the two most important things as far, you know, if you have a, a semi-established band and you guys are ready to go to the next level, those are probably the two biggest things that I can think of right now on the spot. Um, there's so much that goes into it, but that'd be it.
0: I totally agree with you. Now, wasim, are we going to get that name?
2: <clears throat> so sorry.
0: <laughs> well, uh, if we, uh, ever get you back on the show i I, i'm gonna plan on getting you on the show at least every other week i don't care what you think i don't care what you do with your life
2: i I would i would be down for that but if you don't mind me putting in a shameless plug here please do uh, i
0: love shameless plugs
2: i which i'm trying to be mysterious about this too but i'm I'm so excited about it Am working on something else um Looking to release, you know, new music and, and, and plans and everything that, that I'll be going, uh, that I'll be doing next year, um, probably around February, something, sometime like that, or something like that. So, hopefully, you can have me back around then. Um,
0: I'm gonna have you on as much as I can,
2: and and by then you can, uh, you can know the, uh, the title of the, uh, the album.
0: So the album will not come out before February.
2: Oh, it probably will. That's probably why you'll know what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, I want to let you guys know today's podcast, the uh, Kill Rock podcast. I need to really learn these scripts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audio download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock. AudibleTrial.com backslash killrock. Rock over one hundred fifty thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP three player. We're gonna finish off with one last song by Good Luck Varsity. This is gonna be my choice because this is personally my favorite song. Okay, Was? Can I call you Was?
2: Can I know what it is?
0: Yes. This song is "Liars and Thieves." Thank you, Wasim, so, for coming on the Kill Rock podcast talking about good luck varsity. I know this isn't uh something that you were well, you were kind of prepared because we talked last week about it. Um any, any last no, I think we got everything out, right?
2: Yep. I look forward to being on the show again, hopefully with uh future endeavors or maybe just to uh, hang out, um, you know, talk about music, talk about hockey, and uh be friends and um Oh,
0: we definitely got it yes that's why you got go i didn't mean to of- open up the no. can but
2: <laughs> I, had- I didn't mean to open up the can but we sing loud and when we shout it sounds like thunder heralding
1: the underdog the liars and the things because we're just like you and I can see